Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. One, one pitch. Fastball pulled and Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now, here's Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. All right, welcome to your Monday edition. Hope you had a great Father's Day, everyone. We are back here on Fantasy Baseball today. I am Adam Azer. I take one day off, and Heath Cummings besmirches my good name by reading my text messages on the air in a inappropriate way and Heath I will be paying you back for that today you literally asked me to read your text message yeah. on the air I was doing exactly what you wanted but you I'm sorry you, that the words that you said made you sound bad you editorialized a little bit and I didn't appreciate that <laughs> so there's that hey uh do you have a good father's day Heath uh yeah I had a pretty good father's day I had some steaks and some space camper it, it was it was a good day all right good do you have anything to say to Scott White uh happy father's day Scott not that. Same. T- How about this? This is Adam's first. Welcome back. There we go. It's been a week. Today we have Scott yes. White. Hey, Scott. Welcome back. Yes. Do not adjust your sets. This is <laughs> what I've always sounded like, I assure you. It's just been a while since you've heard me. As you could tell, Scott was on a week-long booze cruise, apparently, with rock concerts. <laughs> Scott's a little sick, but happy Father's Day to you, Scott, and welcome back. It's good to have you back, sir. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. (laughs) Okay, and happy Father's Day to me. All right, so uh, let's go to one hitter and one pitcher to add. Let's start it off here. Uh, Well, obviously, we'll give you some one-start streamers, pretty crappy list. Uh, We will talk about Edward Encarnacion going to the Yankees and much, much more from around baseball, some prospects to keep an eye on, Uh, catcher who got called up. So, yeah, let's do it. Heath, why don't you kick us off, give Scott's voice a little bit uh, longer of a rest. One hitter to add. Well, there's a guy we haven't talked about quite enough. Hit two home runs over the weekend. Three more hits. Has been absolutely on fire. And how in the world is Malik Smith still less than Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Add him. I will okay. stop saying him when everyone adds him. I knew it. I should have said other like, than Malik quite Smith. Quite obviously, there are like 50% of points leagues. He's just available on the waiver wire. He has a seven-game week with the best schedule against the Orioles and Royals pitchers. Everyone should be starting him. A 10-team, three-outfielder league should be starting him this week. Okay, fine. Malik Smith. Uh, Scott, how about you? Give me a hitter to add. I actually have names circled on my notes just in case you were to ask me such a question, Adam. Good. And the name I circled for a hitter was Scott Kingery, who I added in a couple leagues. Nice versatility there, obviously playing every day now. And while he is playing over his head, uh... You you look at you look at like X batting average and and that's right around 300. Like he, he is supposed to be hitting for average. He's hitting the ball very hard, showing power that wasn't there last year, and I think is pretty close to must own right now. All right, I'll give two more names that are less owned than Malik Smith and Kingery. Uh, how about Oscar Mercado showing some signs? He has stolen a base in two straight games, which is really nice. But you know he's also been hitting the ball pretty well. He's 40 percent owned. And uh, Chancisco, I'm. I don't know. Is anybody else on Chancisco or Maya or Maya on Chance Island here? You just want one of us to say make some type of pun pun about the thong song, and then you're gonna stop saying his <laughs> name. I assume. Uh, no, Ramon Lo- or Ramon Laureano. Yes, uh, Oscar Mercado was absolutely on the sleeper hitters this week. I did not put Cisco on there, but he is a catcher, and if you play in a two catcher league, I suppose it's fine. Yeah. yeah, good call on Laureano. He's another guy you could be looking to pick up right now. All right, how about pitchers to add? Scott, I'll go to you first. I hope you circled some names. Give me uh, one pitcher to add. Oh, oh, I have so many pitchers circled. I wish you could. I wish I could give you three pitchers to add. You can. You can. Uh, I can? Yeah, sure. Really? It's your day. Okay. Well, number one on my list of pitchers to add is Framber Valdez, who uh, had two has two fantastic starts in a row now for the Astros. It makes you wonder why he wasn't in the rotation all along. Two earned runs in six innings on Saturday with eight strikeouts. Gave up one run in seven innings the previous start. And like the thing about him is he is Dallas Keuchel's levels of generating ground balls, but with a better strikeout rate than Dallas Keuchel ever had, except for maybe that one year. 
And uh, I think he could be really good with Astros offense backing him. Um, so he's number one. Okay. Number two is if somebody doesn't already have Jesus Luzardo stashed away, and he's been among my top five prospects to stash since the start of the season, even though he was com- coming back from a strained rotator cuff. If he's available in your league, I think now is the time to make a play for him because he is making his third rehab start. At, it'll be a triple A, and uh, the first two have gone really good. I, I think there's... I think there's a good chance he's up before the end of the month, and because he's been hurt for so long, he should have the the ability the, the innings available to last the rest of the season if he stays healthy. All Pitch right. as well. Framber Valdez, Jesus Lazardo, and um, this is uh this isn't necessarily across the board, but Adbert Azale, if I'm saying that right, of the Cubs is an interesting pickup with Kyle Hendricks going on. The IL. They haven't officially announced he's the replacement, but Theo Epstein says they've been looking for an opportunity to get him up. So I think that's going to happen. And uh, he's been doing some impressive stuff in the minor leagues his last few starts, giving a few hits, getting a lot of strikeouts. Theo Epstein says the curveball's really coming through for him, getting a lot of swings and misses with it. And uh, could be interesting. Could be an interesting call up for the Cubs. Adbert Alzale. Yeah, I don't know if you're pronouncing that right, so I'm just going to say you are pronouncing that correctly. Good job, Scott. I'm probably not, but I'm pronouncing it phonetically so that you can look it up. There you go. Uh, he, I have no anyway, idea I, how to spell it after it, your pronunciation. A L Z O L A Y. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, sure. Alzale. Uh, Heath, do you have any pictures you'd like to add to this list? Yes, absolutely. I could give three, too, Adam. Uh, Whatever. Merrill Kelly is 69% owned. His last three starts, at least seven innings, no more than one run allowed. He's a two-start pitcher with a couple of home starts against the Giants and the Rockies. He should be started in all points leagues and probably most categories leagues as well. I expect him to have a very good week. Pablo Lopez, Pablo Cito, is continuing to pitch impressively. When he was bad, we thought, you know, he should be better than this, and he has been lately. He's, last I looked, just 50% owned. He should be yeah. close to 75% owned at the very least. And then I, I think we have to continue giving you credit, Adam. Anibal Sanchez uh, looks a lot like just that sneaky, good starting pitcher. Yeah, boy, his swinging strike rate is so bad, so I am a little nervous about it, but he's getting results. You know, He, he had last year a 10.5% swinging strike rate, which isn't great, but he had a strikeout per inning. His last four starts have been the good starts for Sanchez, and his swinging strike rate is like 7% or something like that. It was 8% before yesterday when he had a 4% swinging strike rate. So, yeah, look, I I picked up Sanchez in one league a couple weeks ago. I picked him up yesterday, I think, in a second league. So I'm going to ride it out. Uh, Although against Atlanta this week, the Braves, I I think since they moved the Cunha to the leadoff spot, I think that's the highest-scoring team in the National League. Uh, so I don't know that I'd recommend Sanchez this week. But sure, let's see what we got. Jesus Lazardo, uh, Adbert Alzale as prospects. Uh, Framber Valdez, Pablo Lopez, Merrill Kelly, and Anibal Sanchez. These are pitchers that you should be adding right now. And in a shallower league, I will say that Andrew Heaney's ERA is bad, but everything else looks great. His walk-to-strikeout ratio is just outrageous right now. So if I had seen if I saw Andrew Heaney available in any of my leagues, I'd pick him up, and I assume you guys would agree with that. Yes, yes, I think he's must own. Yeah, I think he should be. Like we've talked about a lot of pitchers in this range, and I'm not 100 percent sure I'd rather have Andrew Heaney than all of them. But he is he should be close to 100 percent owned. All right, then. So uh, I don't really have a ton of one start streamers. I don't know if you guys have any off the top of your head, but how about? Uh, these guys that pitched over the weekend. Chris Bassett against Baltimore. Bassett has three straight starts of five and two-thirds or six innings and three earned runs. He's been okay. Um, he gets Baltimore, Chris Bassett. Marco Gonzalez gets the Royals this week at home. Brad Keller is at Seattle. Uh, and I, I kind of like this one. Mike Leake against Baltimore. Mike Leake's been very good at home. He's given up 22 home runs this year, but only six of them or four of them at home. Um, that's amazing. So, yeah, Chris Bassett against Baltimore, Mike Leake against Baltimore, Marco Gonzalez against Kansas City, Brad Keller 
at Toronto. Oh no, Brad Keller's a yeah. He's at he's at Seattle. He's at Seattle. Um, both Scott- the Mariners are interesting to me, but I think Marco would be my favorite. But Leak's right there. Okay. All right. Whatever. That's those are your one start streamers. We'll take a look at the most added lists, and I'll see if I can find any more good one start streamers. Uh, like looking at this team I have now. How about Giolito at the Cubs? I'll start him. Um, That's not a one-start streamer, Adam. No, he's I don't, a one-start. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been a month and a half ago, you know. Uh, he's going to start. He's going to. He's one start in the All-Star game for Lucas Giolito. Uh, who do you think is going to start the All-Star game? Verlander, Giolito, Odorizzi. I would guess. Wait, who's the manager deciding? Dave Roberts, I assume. Right. For the uh, AL. Yeah. For the American League. Oh, sorry. It'd be, it'd be I Alex of, Cora. I was thinking of right? Red Sox World Series heroes. I'll go with Chris Sale. Alex Cora is what <laughs> I meant. Chris Sale, uh, maybe. Chris Sale. Maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, hey, listen. Today's sponsor is SeatGeek. Use the promo code FANTASY on SeatGeek and get $10 off your first purchase. Promo code's FANTASY. True story. Wednesday is my birthday. I'm not telling you that so you can Whoa. send me presents. But you can. Yes, you are. But I got a show in the morning. And then, uh, and then I think I might go to the Yankees game. It's a day game. Blake Snell versus CC Sabathia. So probably gonna lose. But see a little E five. Yeah, see a little E five. That's exciting Standing. for a Yankees fan, I'm sure. Sure, yeah. And uh, I'm gonna use SeatGeek when I go. So use the code Fantasy, and we'll be right back after this word from SeatGeek. Worn by players like Michael Harris to meet the demand of elite ball players, the New Balance Fuel Cell 4040 V7 is a versatile option. The 4040 V7 is built for the athlete who needs responsiveness and ability to cut and run at their full speed. The model features a fuel cell foam underfoot and a synthetic and mesh upper to provide breathability, comfort, and a snug fit as you round the bases. The fuel cell midsole features nitrogen-infused foam specifically designed to propel athletes forward. Learn more about the 4040 at newbalance.com. Well, during the commercial break, I was reading an email that's subject line, Heath as a heel. Heath is the perfect old-time wrestling heel, which is why he's great. He is completely right about the whole Brendan McKay-Yahoo pitcher debate. Okay, so half half of that email is Scott true. Scott was gone for that debate, right? Yeah, we'll update him. We'll update him. But let's get into the news. Uh, the Yankees acquired Edwin Encarnacion. John Carlos Stanton expected back tomorrow. Aaron Judge maybe later this week. Clint Frazier to AAA. Got to figure Cameron Mabin's time is limited with the Yankees. Um, so let's talk about Encarnacion. Value up, down, or the same for a guy who was the number seven first baseman in fantasy going into yesterday's game and uh, has... On, well, on his way to another 30 homer season, Scott, value up, down, or the same for Encarnacion? I got to think it's up. I mean, better park, better supporting cast. Uh, I suppose there's more competition for playing time, but it sounds like he's just going to be their dedicated DH, so I don't think that really changes that much. It hurts other parts of the Yankees lineup, such as Clint Frazier, who I was surprised to see sent down so soon, but he had had defensive issues in the Yankees outfield and... Uh, presumably they wanted to work on those. I assume in the long run it, it impacts Brett Gardner too, who, uh, you know, John Carlos Stanton is going to be a fixture in the outfield. When Aaron Judge comes back, he's going to be a fixture there. And uh, Aaron Hicks in center. And uh, that, that's that's what the Yankees lineup is going to look like going forward, assuming everybody stays healthy, which hasn't happened, hasn't been happening much this year. Well, and, and there's two guys that I would much rather be DHs than play in the outfield and Hicks hasn't really been very good yet. So it doesn't make, maybe doesn't matter too much, but I, I don't have a lot of confidence that Aaron Hicks and Giancarlo Stanton are going to play outfield every day and stay healthy. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. I mean, I would like Stanton to be able to DH a little bit. Um, and, uh, I think at some point Gio Urshela is probably going to lose because the DH is gone now. So LeMay, who's going to play more third base, Torres and Didi are going to play yeah. the infield. Urshela is going to play less. All these guys could be getting like days off once every five, six days. You know they have a really deep team now. We'll see how it plays out. But I imagine that Frazier, Gardner, and Urshela are going to lose the most playing time. And uh, Frazier is he worth stashing? Because obviously they they could trade him for pitching. Is he worth stashing? He, yeah, he did well. You know well, he did well. Maybe in like a five outfielder league, he had done pretty well, like you said, which is why I was surprised they sent him down so soon. I know Yankees fans are 
are already writing him off as trade bait, and they have some needs there. He doesn't seem like a great fit in New York, just, you know, personality-wise. and Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously he's had the defensive issues that has the fan base riding him pretty hard. So we'll we'll see what happens. But I think I think there's a good chance he, he spends most of the rest of the season in the majors. Okay, uh, the big news, other than Yankee news. So uh, Noah Syndergaard is on the IL with a hamstring injury. We don't know the severity yet. We should know today. Kyle Hendricks is on the IL with shoulder inflammation, and uh, Adbert Alzale could get called up. And do we know how long Hendricks is going to be out? Do we have a timetable on this? Probably through the All Star break is all I got. But they don't, they don't have a severity. They they don't they haven't given severity yet. They they it doesn't sound like it's that serious. But with the All Star break being like three weeks away, gotcha. Just makes sense to hold them out that long. The Angels DFA'd Cody Allen, so Robles continues to get saves there. Um, Nomar Mazzara is going to have an MRI on his hamstring, and they could bring back Willie Calhoun. Also, Hunter Pence is hurt more on that in a second. Yoan Moncada left with back tightness, and that scares me because he came back on Sunday after missing a few games, and then he left because the situation flared up. So I'd be pretty nervous to start Yoan Moncada. I don't know if they play today. If he's in the lineup, go for it. If he's not in the lineup, I'd say you probably want to avoid Moncada. Dave, I think you want to leave him on the bench. Did you say Yoana leave him? Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Uh, the not as big news, Arizona catcher Alex Avila is on the IL. Why even bring that up? Because that's more playing time for Carson Kelly, who's been awesome. Max Muncy wore a "Go Get It Out of the Ocean" T-shirt, which was very cool. Made by our friends at Rotoware. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Hunter Strickland suffered a setback. Rowena Salias has gotten the last two saves for the Mariners, but Hunter Strickland, he's not coming back anytime soon, I guess. San Diego and Colorado combined for 92 runs in a four-game series. That is the most ever in a four-game series since 1900. And Charlie Blackman, mm. first player since at least 1900 with 15 hits in a four-game series. Charlie Blackman scored 70 fantasy points. I, I don't remember a 70 fantasy point week. That was amazing. Uh, what I don't you? either. I don't either. It's possible it's happened. I have. I don't have a running high scores list like Pac-Man or anything. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 the. I don't remember one. At the top of my head. He he was twenty one for thirty seven with six home runs. Uh, he did not walk once. Four strikeouts, four doubles, a triple, twelve runs scored. Charlie Blackman, and he was only started in ninety three percent of leagues. Those seven percent of Blackman owners. Maybe fell asleep because he was he got activated on like Monday I think, uh, and they missed seventy fantasy points and a, a surefire win, <laughs> no question. Uh, all right, more news, minor league stuff. So Colorado sent Brendan Rodgers to AAA. The White Sox are calling up Zach Collins, a catcher uh, in the organization from the University of Miami. Heath, other than the fact that he's from the University of Miami, does Zach Collins matter? Well, he's from the University of Miami, so I would assume not. Okay. No, I he's a catcher. If if he gets to play regularly and shows a little bit of bat, then he might. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's going to play regularly. Yeah, yeah. I don't really like. They have enough catchers, so I did. I don't really understand it. <laughs> James, James McCann. McCann's been playing well. Yeah, James yeah. McCann has actually dh in three of his last like. He's played ten straight days, nine straight days, and three times at DH. How about that? Plus, Zach Collins struck out 32% of the time at AAA this year, which is awful for that level. I can't imagine what it's going to be in the majors. Uh, my last minor league note, I was going to talk about Lizardo, but Scott already did. Brendan McKay pitched against the Yankees minor league club on Saturday, and he faced Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge, and he had a great start. He also entered after an opener, which he, most of his appearances have been just normal starts, but they used an opener. I hope they don't do that when they call him up. David Sampson on yesterday's HQ show on our Fantasy Baseball Today Sunday afternoon show. David Sampson speculated it'll be within two weeks, or he thinks about two weeks when they call up Brendan McKay. And uh, I, won't, I won't waste time on it now because we got too much to get to, but hopefully I can tell Heath why I should own Brendan McKay in my Yahoo I league. would like for Scott to tell you why I'm right. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we have so many more news items, so I'm going to fl uh, fly through it. Day-to-day, -day, guys. For the most part, I think you're going to be starting. Sean Newcomb, well, you're not going to be starting him, but he should be fine. Not expected to go on the IL. Byron Buxton sat, but he was available on Sunday. Jay Bruce is day-to-day -day with hamstring tightness. It does seem minor, but you got to check it out. Hunter Pence left with groin tightness. 
That one worries me a little bit more. I don't know the severity, but Hunter Pence, check on him. Nick Senzel, I'm going to be starting. He's probably fine. He had his uh, eyes stitched up. And Andrew Benintendi said it was no big deal when he sat with a sore quad. Now we play the music one more time. And we welcome back the following players. Robinson Cano, welcome back. And Mike Clevenger, you're going to start today. Justin Upton is expected to return today. Trevor Williams for the Pirates could start on Wednesday. He's still available in a lot of leagues. Pick up Trevor Williams. Andrelton Simmons could be back this week. Joey Gallo could be back this week. And Dallas Keuchel will likely start on Friday. Meanwhile, Sean Manaya is nearing a rehab assignment. And Scooter Jeanette will begin a rehab assignment today. And that's it for me. Are you guys ready for the most added players in CBS yes. Leagues? So ready. Okay, good. Beyond ready. Okay. Welcome all right, here we go. Merrill Kelly is number one. We talked about him. Two starts. What is it, Colorado and who for Merrill Kelly? The Giants. Ah, perfect. Now, the, the, the Rockies just went crazy in four games at home. Do you really think they're going to go on the road to Arizona and just turn into pumpkins? Like they have every year, like for the history of their organization? <laughs> okay, so that's yes. They, I believe they are the second worst road offense in baseball once again this season. Wow. Scott Kingery, add him. Jordan Yamamoto. I'm, don't add him, right? He, he's not going to be around that long, right? I think he might because uh, Urania got switched to the 60-day IL. So oh. I think there is a chance that he's a two-start pitcher. I added him in one league where I was really desperate at pitcher. I would yeah. say it's probably 60-40 that he's not a two-start pitcher, but it's certainly possible. I think, I think with Jordan Yamamoto, if... That first start was so good that they have to give him a second one. But if the second start's bad, especially now that Arania's on the D on the sixty day IL, it's it's all the excuse they need to go to Zach Gallen. Yep, yep, it's another good name to stash. And Yamamoto, I mean, look, he he gave up. Uh, he's shut out the uh, <clears throat> the Cardinals over seven innings. But he like apparently he got hit pretty hard. He was pretty lucky. He had five strikeouts in seven innings. So I'd be kind of nervous to start him. Would, he's at St. Louis. Again, it's the same team. They're going to see him twice. Uh, and then the second start would be at Philadelphia. No thanks. Yeah, like, like I said, he's 28% owned. Um, I don't think that's too high. I don't think it's a lot too low. But it's, it's, a, it's a desperation play. Okay, uh, Ian Kennedy is starting to get some more saves for the Royals. He's 32% owned. Adrian Sampson, two-star pitcher this week. But, Heath, I don't think you're that, very... That's one that makes me really nervous. Right. Cleveland and the White Sox, though. Those are good. But you're nervous. So, so like, Framber Valdez is 61%. I just don't get it. Like, that's way too low. Get Framber Valdez. We agree. Yeah. Mike Fires, Hansel Robles, Garrett Cooper. Scott, what do you think about Garrett Cooper? I don't think, looking at his peripherals, that he's actually outperforming. Uh, expectate like he's he's not overachieving. I guess is the better word. I think this is basically who he is. So that's probably it. Probably deserves to be more than forty percent owned. Garrett yes. Cooper is batting three oh six with six home runs in thirty four games. Not bad. He's another guy that was on the sleeper hitters call this week. Not so much because of matchups, but just because he needs to be more owned. He should be probably started in all leagues where you have a corner infielder or a fifth outfielder. Heath, you should write the sleeper hitters column more often. You seem to really be enjoying it. I just, that's a way for me to reference things that I did. I just want you, like, Scott, I think, give give the column to Heath. Scott doesn't. No, do not do that. But like Scott (laughs) says the same things every Monday. Whenever we talk about someone that's on the list, he mentions that they're on the list. He does. Yeah, I know, I know. Pretty much. You seem to be enjoying it. I didn't want to deprive you of that. Uh, How about two guys on this list that are owned in less than 20% of leagues, starting pitchers. One of them actually makes starts. The other one gets used after an opener. The opener guy is Tommy Malone for Seattle. The guy who starts is Adam Plutko for Cleveland. Do you see any mixed league relevance here with Malone and Plutko? Is Plutko still in the rotation now? Oh, with Clevenger back? I I would I think so. They've got enough injuries. But that's a good question. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to open the roster to see if anyone else could be out. Because I like don't remember Jeffrey off the top of my Rodriguez head. Jeffrey Rodriguez or something like that? 
He's not good, though, Plutko. No. Uh, three quality starts in four, but nothing in his minor league track record to suggest he'd be good. It looks like they have room for him still, but don't don't fall for it. Tommy Malone? No, I mean, no. come on. How, how, how many times have <laughs> has Tommy Malone done this? Opener. Like, They've changed it. Does that have to face well, the top okay, of the maybe order? Not, maybe not that specifically, but... No, he's not. He's 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 forever going to be that guy who who fills the spot on the roster for a while and then gets sent back down. I'm still waiting for Rob Manfred to officially approve the quality appearance stat, so these guys who pitch six <laughs> innings after an opener can still get credit for something. And uh, last guy I is want that, to talk about. What's that? Is that a is that a stat you made up? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's probably not going to happen. Well. I also Just made saying. up. Uh, I also made up earned WHIP, eWhip. If your if your earned okay. run average doesn't go up after an error, why should your WHIP? So, uh, two guys actually. I okay, doesn't uh, your WHIP? Sure it does. <laughs> it's it walks up. plus hits divided by innings pitched. Yeah, it goes there's up. no errors included in there. Like no, no, no. I mean, an error I mean, is not a walk or no, no, no. If, if an inning should have ended due to an error. Your earned run and you give up more earned runs, they don't count toward your ERA. Oh, I see. What if you you're give saying. up more hits oh, or walks, yeah, that's that's unearned okay. whip. Unearned whip. Nobody. Yeah, bad. But job. you could argue. I'm not sure that the earned like the when when a pitch when a pitcher doesn't get that third out and then like seven runs scored, it always feels kind of cheap that the pitcher gets no right. Isn't penalized statistically for that. He has. He hasn't been since the beginning of time. Two more names on the most added list: Zach Plezak, seventy five percent owned. Would you be dropping Plezak for the pitchers that we talked about? Framber Valdez, Pablo Lopez, the prospects. Um, Heath, what do you think about Plezak? Uh, yes on Pablo. Yes on Framber. I don't think I would drop him for anyone else. Like Maybe I would drop him for Merrill Kelly in a two-start week this week, but probably not. I'd drop him for Luzardo. I would not drop him for Alzale, which I'm sure is wrong, but I'm just going to keep saying it because... <laughs> I want you to think about how it's spelled. That's you just go all the way with it. <laughs> there you go. Howie Kendrick is first, second, and third base eligible. He's he's playing pretty regularly. Uh, he's he's sixty four percent owned. Howie Kendrick. That seems perfect. Okay. Yeah. Give him a shot. Would you rather have Howie Kendrick or Brian Dozier? I'd rather have Kendrick. I think Dozier still. Okay. And all right. Now, last guy. Lourdes Gurriel. Lourdes Gurriel is actually, you know, he, he had a good day yesterday. And before that, I have his numbers since being called up. He went two for four with a home run yesterday at Houston. The 20 games before that, he had a 10-24 OPS. So he slowed down a little bit, but he's picked it back up. Three home runs in his last seven games for Lourdes Gurriel, who is second base, outfield, and shortstop eligible. What do you think about him? 53% owned. It should probably be a little higher than that. Um, I don't know if he's quite as good as his numbers show so far, but there's some nice versatility there. And I, I think anytime you're talking about a roto lineup with six, uh, 14 hitter spots to fill, uh, he, he's, he comes in pretty handy. He's just got more pop than I realized. Like he did last year and I didn't necessarily believe it, but I mean, we're sitting on 393 plate appearances now with basically a 200 ISO and about an 800 OPS. That, that'll play. Howie Kendrick or Lourdes Gurriel? Kendrick. Yeah, I agree, Kendrick. Okay, that's a look at the most added list. If you want to look at us, at our beautiful faces, every Sunday, 3 to 6 p.m. on CBS Sports HQ, we do a strictly video version of Fantasy Baseball today, and it's fun because you know we get to react a little bit to what's going on on Sunday. We also get to talk to Jim Bowden and David Sampson, a former GM and a former president, so that's pretty cool. Will Middlebrooks, a World Series champion, joins us every week as well. Uh, we get to do some prospect scoops, and we just, it's, it's fun. It's fun. So if you're not doing anything on Sunday afternoon, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, you download the CBS Sports app, you watch CBS Sports HQ. It's all free. And right now, if you watch HQ, you'll get, like, U.S. Open coverage, World Cup coverage. I mean, it's as, this is, like, no fake arguments, no politics, just sports coverage the way you grew up watching it, the way it used to be, awesome sports coverage on HQ. Meanwhile, 
Poker fans, it is that time of year again. It is the World Series of Poker, the 50th year of the most popular poker tournament in the world. You can have a front row seat to the bracelet events with CBS All Access. Starting now until July 16th, you can live stream the final tables of 33 of the World Series of Poker bracelet events, including 25 events that you can't watch anywhere else. The bracelet events include the $100,000 High Roller and $100,000 Six Max. There's going to be a showdown of some of the biggest names in the game. The stakes are high, the tension is palpable, and the winnings are huge. And you can watch all of the events online or through the CBS app. Just visit cbs.com poker. cbs.com poker or download the CBS app on your phone or streaming device. And you can get a free trial. So start watching today and don't miss any of the action. Whew. To the bullpen. I'm going to let you guys talk because uh, I need to take a, a drink of, of water. Um, <laughs> anybody in the bullpen do anything good or bad that is making you be like, hmm, right now? Scott. Well, you mentioned earlier, and this isn't the most exciting name. It's just the first one that came to mind uh, that Ian Kennedy has started to get more saves for the Roy. Like, it's it's pretty clear now he's their closer. They had, The opportunities had been so sparse that even in, like, some of my – like in, in my Tout Wars League, 15 team Roto, he was available on waivers because uh, nobody knew for sure if he was the guy and didn't want to eat the ratios in the meantime. But he had three save week. And I, I think if, if it's a league where saves are important, he has to be owned now. Okay. Heath, um, you? No, I agree with that completely. I, I was going to go the opposite direction and say, uh, I'm sorry, Luke Jackson, you're not for real. <laughs> He's been absolutely terrible it, as of late and was absolutely terrible at yeah. the beginning of the year and just had this middle stretch where he was kind of okay but i just don't think he's a very good pitcher and well he was this, more than kind of okay during that middle stretch he, he was, was okay he was very good for a short period of time yeah um he's now been in the majors for five years throwing 144 innings and has a 4680 ra yeah right like and he's blown six saves, and this is a very good team right now. I yeah. they've got to find an answer quick, and it should not be and they Luke do, Jackson. They do have some alternative. I mean, Anthony Swarzak's been great since coming over. Um, so I would imagine if they did decide to make a change, he would be first. AJ Minter's back up, but obviously, it's yeah. going to take a while for him to regain that ninth inning trust again. Jacob Webb's been pretty good in terms of ERA, but I don't think the ratios really support a closer shot, uh, though he has sometimes been labeled a closer, uh, a potential closer, so maybe he gets a shot. Those would be the top three names I would be looking into if I was trying to corner saves in that bullpen going forward. But, you know, Luke Jackson hasn't actually lost the job yet either, so. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily drop him for any of those guys. Well, I made a bold prediction on our show yesterday. I think that there, it's going to be Will Smith uh, closing for the Braves. So so take that. But I, Scott, am going to pick up Anthony Swarzak right now in a league in which I own Luke Jackson because that does make a lot of sense. I like that. Uh, I think that Wade Davis' owner's got to be on alert right now. He has allowed five run runs in his last three appearances. His ERA has gone from 216 to 521. We'll cut the guy some slack. Before he went on the IL, Davis hadn't blown a save, and now he's blown two. He blew two over the weekend. But Scott Oberg was really good in his stead. So I think, you know, I, it's not out of the question. It's not going to happen right now, but yeah. it's not out of the question. Uh, I, I, I don't know why Jordan Hicks was not used for his second sa- for a save on Sunday. Carlos Martinez pitched two innings mm-hmm. and got his second save. I know what the heck that was about. It, it's clear that Taylor Rogers is the best option. And he got two saves over the weekend for the Twins, and he's 35% owned. If they start using him to get most of their saves, and they have the best record in baseball, I believe, obviously you need to pick up Taylor Rogers. And Diego Castillo got a save on Sunday. Jose Alvarado has been out for two weeks, attending to a personal matter. He's back with the team. I don't think he's quite ready to uh, pitch in the majors yet, but he should be back soon. But the Rays... Got a save on June 16th. That was their first save since May 28th. So I don't know that we have a lot of clarity there. And Rowenis Elias has gotten the last two saves. Now, two saves ago, Elias didn't pitch the ninth. Anthony Bass blew the save, and then Elias got the save. And then he got the save for realsies with a scoreless inning on Sunday. 
So there's a little bit of an update for you. Also, Sean Kelly is still in the closer's role for Texas. Uh, but Swarzak and Swarzak and Oberg might be two guys I'm looking at. What do you th- what do you think about the Cardinals situation? It's Carlos Martinez two inning save. So it was a second save. Uh, Hicks had gotten three saves in between the two. I think it was just a matter of you know there there was no need to pinch hit for him in between the eighth and ninth innings and you know kind of kind of the way the Brewers used Josh Hader last year where he was never really the closer but sometimes he'd just stay in to finish the ninth in a safe situation. I don't think Hicks is really at risk. Okay, good. Good to know. By the way, you'll be happy to know that right now I am adding Swarzak. I am putting Clint Frazier in my minor league slot, and I am dropping first baseman Brendan McKay to free up the roster spot. Tell Scott the story. Okay, Okay, Scott. So here's what happened. So two two Sundays ago, Jim Bowden said on our show that Brendan McKay is going to get called up soon. You look at his minor league numbers, the guy is freaking great as a pitcher, not a hitter. Uh, so I picked up McKay. I now own him in five out of six leagues, uh, but I picked him up pretty much everywhere. And I didn't realize at the time, but on Yahoo, he was only first base eligible. So Yahoo. So so I picked him up really before everybody else was on Brendan McKay. Like a week ago, honestly, nobody was really talking about Brendan McKay. But by like Wednesday or Thursday. For some reason, there just there's so much more buzz, and people started complaining to Yahoo about not having him eligible at starting pitcher, and they said we're gonna make a new player. He's coming out, a new player, the pitcher version of Brendan McKay, and you'll be able to pick him up. Well, <clears throat> I think that I should get that player. He's gonna be on waivers, and I'm not gonna get him. Somebody else is gonna mm. claim him, but I think I should have him because this is a yeah. deep league and it's a keeper league. If people wanted Brendan McKay, they would have owned Brendan McKay, so they didn't. Yes. I picked up Brendan McKay. He was only eligible as a first baseman. And now I'm going to mm-hmm. get screwed. So I texted my commissioner. I told him exactly what happened. He said, sorry, uh-huh. you can't get Brandon McKay. I then, the, Heath doesn't know this part, I did send a note to the league. And I told them how I felt about the situation. I've received three responses. And they seem somewhat open to me getting Brendan McKay. <laughs> somewhat. Uh, so You kind of blew your cover there, you know, by text, by like somebody's going to pick him up. Yeah, just to it would have happened anyway. It would have happened. Through. It would have happened anyway. There's no yeah. way. This is a savvy league. Uh, so, okay. so I, what do you think, Scott? Heath, Heath does not think that I should have gotten uh, think, McKay. What do you think? I think if you want to assure yourself that you get the one and only version of a player and at the right position... I, 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 I think you should play somewhere other than Yahoo. <laughs> yes, well, that's not an option, unfortunately, in this league. <laughs> but do, do, if you were the commissioner, would you give me the Brandon McKay pitcher or would you put him on waivers? I <clears throat> Remember that your league well, has I, dealt with this already, Scott, because you dealt with Shohei Otani, hitter and pitcher, last year if you were in this league with Adam. Different, though, because Otani was draft eligible. Like Otani, but there we were knew, two players, but we a hitter knew, and a pitcher. Yeah. But we, but the guy that had the hitter not, didn't have the this pitcher. This is not like, oh, there's all this president. This is one guy. This is, this is the second player who's a hitter and a pitcher. So I reject that yeah. argument. And Otani, we drafted but, him knowing what to do. This this was didn't come out as a surprise to anyone. Yeah, but you know the Yahoo, like, I you're, don't know. you're kind of, unless these are things arranged ahead of time, then I think you're at the mercy of your of your provider, in but, this case, Yahoo. But what was I, mean, I supposed I was to do? Joking, like, but that's... like I, I, am I supposed to say, "Hey, everybody, I want the Brendan McKay pitcher"? No, I. I you can't. You can't have him until well, he's created. Well, it's, it's stupid. At the mercy. I, I, I'm like I, I'm. I play in. I I play. I think it's uh uh, uh what what is it the it, NF NFBC yeah yep um where we play uh the TGFBI I can throw a bunch of acronyms at yeah, people yeah like they don't. You can't pick up prospects ahead of time in that league. There, there's plenty I would have liked to because it's a deep format where it would be very helpful to do that. But, you know, the, they don't allow it. So I, I think it's kind of the same thing. I wish Scott had. Unless you, unless you have an arrangement ahead of time. Your commissioner has a plan in place for this. If, if not, then you just, you're just riding the wave. 
I I liked you better when you were on vacation, Scott. All right, let's do some uh, more fantasy baseball talk. Uh, hitters. So I talked about the guys to pick up, uh, but Jordan Alvarez, my goodness, this guy is amazing. 381, four home runs, six walks, seven strikeouts in six games. It's um, he's slugging 952. Uh, buy, sell, holds Jordan Alvarez. Man, I'm holding that. I've, I've stashed it for this long. I'm just I'm just going to reap the benefits. I don't think it ever hurts to put it out there and see what you could get, but uh, I, I imagine people are going to try and shortchange you if you do that, and you're probably better off holding on to him because I do think he's legitimately a great hitter. Treasure. Treasure. <laughs> would, you, would you trade uh, Jordan Alvarez for Jose Ramirez? Yes. I would I would not. I would not. There's there's principle and then there's when rubber meets the road. And when rubber meets the road, I probably want it. Eloy Jimenez has had a big month. He's got a ten seventy five OPS in June. He homered twice on Friday, so good stuff for there for Jimenez. Um how about a, a couple of outfielders who might be available? Ian Desmond, who had a monster week. I, nobody likes Ian Desmond. And Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro homered five times over the weekend. Like, it's time to play What are they even coming? Yeah, but still, Renfro's got like 24 home runs or something like that. And yes, they played at Coors Field this weekend. Yeah. Uh, He's on pace for more than 50. Yeah. Hunter Renfro. Right. So, I, I know he doesn't play all the time. He's 73% owned. Is that going to change by any chance? Like, could he become an everyday player? Could he become more valuable in fantasy? He's... He's not far off from being an everyday player, right? I mean, he sits occasionally, but I I, I think he's pretty close. Uh, he's terrible in terms of plate discipline, and, you know, he's not 50 homers good. So uh, I'm not sure in, like, a three outfielder points league if in the long run he's going to be somebody who deserves to be starting for someone. But anything deeper and, uh, you know, certainly five outfielder leagues, category leagues, I, I think he's I think he's a lineup fixture, basically. So uh, that's that's kind of where that's kind of where I stand with him right now. Yeah, Renfro went through a stretch where he played almost every day for about eighteen games, but his last twelve games he's only started eight of them. So they went away from that. And Josh Naylor is just stealing at bats. Will Myers has been really bad, but I understand why he's going to play. He's, he's playing center field, but I, I mean Naylor is putting, and it's bad for Fran Reyes too. It's just it's kind of a an annoying situation. Yeah, they've got like too too many guys. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, make a trade. Okay. But they also have like if they play Renfro, Reyes, and Will Myers in the outfield, they have the worst defensive outfield in baseball. Kevin Newman is fourteen percent owned. He has three steals in his last six games. He's a shortstop who leads off for the Pirates. He's batting three fifteen. Has very very little power. Do you see any appeal for Kevin Newman? Deep leagues, just because he is capable of running bit. I know it's only happened recently, but I think his minor league track record shows more. So it'd have to be a deep league. Should probably be 20 to 25% owned. He's a little, little under-owned. Okay, guys, uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of pitchers. Also, Jake Bowers hit for the cycle on Friday, a day after Shohei Otani hit for the cycle. That's really weird. But um, pitchers, James Paxton had a good start. Complete game shutout for Trevor Bauer. Uh, who else? Uh, Steven Strasburg was a dud. Aaron Nola was a dud. We'll talk about it right after this quick break on Fantasy Baseball Today. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. Homes.com offers in-depth neighborhood guides with detailed video overviews, comprehensive narratives, and unbiased information from a multitude of sources. You thought we go in-depth with player analysis on Fantasy Baseball today? You haven't seen anything yet. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood complete with a video guide. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. When looking at local schools, they offer test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know, all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. 
The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. Nothing beats a weekend away with the family in the great outdoors, whether it's camping, hiking, river rafting, or anything in between. With third-row seating, nobody is left out. The entire family can experience the thrill together. And nobody wants a dead phone. Available dual wireless charging pads make it so nobody gets stuck and we can check our fantasy baseball teams together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And we're back. And that's an SNL reference. Uh, studs being studs <laughs> part one. You remember that, Scott? And we're back. Jimmy Fallon, maybe? No? I don't remember it. I, I haven't been the most regular viewer of Saturday Night Live over the years. Well, all right. But I'll take your word for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double check. Jimmy Fallon, and yeah. we're back. Yes, I was right. <laughs> Take that, Heath. Studs being studs, part one. <laughs> James Paxton. I, I was relieved that he had a good start uh, at the White Sox. Six innings, eight hits, two runs. There he is. Uh, video. Seven strikeouts at the White Sox. I'm just really nervous about the knee, and it was good to see. Also, Ryu was amazing again. Bauer, complete game mm. shutout. Swinging strikes have been a little bit down lately for Bauer, and this was the Tigers. Uh, Lucas Giolito's just the best. Shane Bieber had 12 strikeouts at the Tigers in seven and two-thirds. And Frankie Montas is, I mean, like, he's just clearly a must-start guy, but he never, he doesn't pitch deep into games. They don't let him go through the third time in the order, even though he's actually been pretty good third time through the order. Uh, okay, eh. so, so, Scott, why don't you give me your take on this list? Paxton, Ryu, Bauer, Giolito, Bieber, Montas, who stood out to you? I mean, for all the the worry and fulmination concerning Trevor Bauer, he now has a 341 ERA and a 112 whip for a guy who gives you a great number of innings, a great number of strikeouts. I just wonder what we're doing. Are, are we overcomplicating things here? I mean, Trevor Bauer, pretty good pitcher. And, like, the thing is, like, the talent is so evident, and, you know, he's such... You know, I, I know we've used the tinkerer argument in a bad way before, like he's going to tinker himself out of success, but like he knows when something's off and he knows how to fix it, and he's he's going to be fine. Yeah, I, I just, by saying that, you're asking us to just not pay attention to the things that with other pitchers we say are more indicative of what the future is going to look like. Yep, I am. Like what, I just, like, like what? I, I he's got a 434 Sierra. It. He's got a 445 XFIP. He's got a 413 FIP. He's walking more batters than he did last year. He's striking out fewer batters than he did last year. And he has a 341 ERA largely because of a 238 BABIP. That's a good point. He gets Detroit again this week, I, so he should I, have another good start. But yeah, I, I think he'll be good against I the I have Tigers. never sat I'm Trevor Bauer. No, no, no. This is... I, I understand that. Right. Like, I think Paxton's interesting in terms of the start or sit thing because he has the Astros at home this week. Yeah. And I'd be very nervous with the way he's pitched since he came back from the knee injury with starting him. I'm not saying we shouldn't start Bauer, but I also don't think it's we can act like there's just no reason to worry about him because he has a, a three, all 341 ERAs are not created the same. He has a 341 ERA that looks like he's been lucky. And that is concerning. I'm not saying you should sit him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I understand why people are being have been concerned. I'm just saying I don't think you should be. All right. I, I'll tell you what concerns me more than anything is just his usage. And it's now three starts in a row with 117 to 119 pitches. And it's every start. It's like 110 or more. It's insane. Or 108 or more almost every time out. So... Look, he's probably on the very short list of pitchers who can do that and be okay, but it it just it's it's annoying. I, yeah. It's like just stop, especially when he's not pitching well. Like there are games well, when he's we not pitching well, and they're down four runs, and Francona leaves him in for seven innings. It's like, what are you doing? I'm not going to complain. Well, about that's that what Bauer time. wants to do. I, I think it go like this is an argument that Dave and I have in terms of running backs in football, and there is an argument to be made 
that being the guy that throws 110 pitches every start and doesn't get hurt means that you're just probably okay throwing 110 pitches. 110 is fine, and, but it, but it's more than that. It, it's it's 117. Well, it's, yes. You know, I don't particularly like it, but I think we're getting close to the point to where that concern at least just doesn't bother me that much anymore because he's just shown ability to hold up to this type of workload. And this is wasn't this the whole crux of the argument when he first came into the league and he was doing all kinds of warm up methods that were atypical and yeah, you know, clashing with man. He's a super long toss guy, right? Yep. Yep, he used to throw the yeah. ball super far. Yeah. Yep. And, and I get it, but it also he's not superhuman. So just like, come on, if you're listening, Terry, just just Tito. Right, but it, you don't have to be superhuman. I, I There was a tweet that came out yesterday or the day before or something. He said it was like the 20th anniversary of Nolan Ryan throwing 235 pitches in a 13-inning game. <laughs> like, guys used to throw 140, 150 pitches all the time. I'm Lumber not Mel saying Clark. that's smart. It's not good for most <laughs> pitchers, but I think some guys are just fine. Uh, okay, studs being studs part two. How about you, Darvish? Kyle Gibson and Eduardo Rodriguez all had very good starts over the weekend. You, Darvish, Kyle Gibson, and Eduardo Rodriguez. Now, this is one walk in his last two starts for Darvish. That is, I'm pretty sure, the best two-start stretch in terms of walks of the season. So hopefully, He may finally be figuring it out. Yeah, I'm starting him. He's back in the lineup. Uh, Mets this week for Darvish. He's back in the lineup. I, you know, we'll see what happens, but I, I can't leave him on my bench anymore. And then um, Scott Gibson and, and, and Rodriguez. Do you consider either of them worthy of 80% ownership or more? Yeah, 80% is, is, is kind of the threshold where, you know, you see a lot of players owned above it, and then the ownership rate, drops precipitously thereafter. So it's it's kind of the defining line between owning, owned in a basic league and not owned. And I think they're both above that line. Uh, of these three pitchers, I think uh, Kyle Gibson's my favorite, actually. I think he's, you know, he's shown a good swinging strike rate the past two years and kind of underwhelmed with it last year. But he, he seems to have really figured it out this year. And I'd have a hard time taking him out of my lineup, much less not owning him. I think... It's fair to say that Gibson doesn't have the upside of Darvish, but also he doesn't have the downside no. of Darvish. Uh, now, yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. I think only like twenty-five pitchers have the upside of our Darvish. Right, right. Gibson has Boston this week, and Eduardo Rodriguez is at Minnesota this week. Are you going to start either one of them? I hope not. Um, I, I mean, if I had to start Gibson, I wouldn't. I, I want to be I want to be too afraid of starting Gibson. Yeah, that's a big I'll just series. Put it that way. That's a big series. We had some big series in the American League this week. All right, studs being duds, part one. Any concerns about Strasburg, Nola, Snell, or got to be some concerns about Armand Marquez? Strasburg, Nola, Snell, Armand Marquez, Heath. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean Marquez. The concern is he pitches for the Rockies, and you should not start him at home. Um, Snell, I'm getting a and. Nola, I think there's definitely reason for concern. He's just not as good as he was last year. Snell, I'm actually starting to feel a little bit more concerned about him as well. Strasburg, I'm pretty much fine with. Okay, well, let's talk about Nola and Snell then. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, I, I'm not I'm not concerned about Snell because the K and BB rates are both better than they were last year. The FIP is about the same, which is to say it's right around three. He's a distant first in swinging strike rate, like distant, way ahead of everybody else. Uh, so I, I, I think he's great, and this was just a bad start. At the Yankees this week for Snell. Um, uh, so, Heath, what are you concerned about with Snell? He like Those things are true, but he also, like, the reason he was a top, one of the reasons he was a top five pitcher last year was because he had a little bit of good luck in terms of strand rate. He had an 88% strand rate. And a 241 BABIP against those things have not only not been that they've actually been worse. If you if you are asking me, do I think he's going to be a top 12 starting pitcher the rest of the year? Yes, but I had him as a top four or five at the beginning of the year. I'm starting to think he deserves to be in the second half of that top 10, not the first half. Maybe a low three ZRA at the end of the year, but he's not going to repeat what he did last year. Would you guys rather have Lucas Giolito or Blake Snell? Oh, Snell easily. It's not, yes. it's not that easy. Would you rather have Lucas Giolito or Aaron Nola? Snell, pretty easily. No, <laughs> Nola, I said. Lucas Giolito I, or I'm, Nola. I'm, 
I'm ready to move Nola behind Giolito. Heath, what about you? Um, I think I may have done that last week, but if I didn't, that will happen this week during, yes. Okay. Giolito should be ahead of Nola. Lucas Giolito is an ace. Buy or sell? I'm not quite ready to go there yet, but he's certainly showing the signs of it, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's where he ended up at season's end. I just need, need to see a longer stretch of it. This is a fun one for, Sna- uh, for Giolito. Uh, first three starts, 11 earned runs. Last 10 starts, nine earned runs. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Okay, so studs being duds part two. These guys not quite on the same level as Strasburg, Nola, Snell. Maybe they are with Marquez. But they were not good over the weekend. Uh, Brad Peacock, been struggling a bit lately, has not thrown 100 pitches yet. Usually throws around 90 pitches, and Peacock's at the Yankees this week. Robbie Ray got lit up, six innings, five runs, two home runs at Washington. Uh, Max Freed, Max Freed's struggling, 752 ERA in his last four starts. I, it's hard to justify starting him right now. Zach Davies... I don't think anyone's surprised. He's been struggling a bit. Uh, two starts in a row, not so good. And Chris Archer at Miami? Four runs in five innings at Miami? Come on. Ridiculous. He had eight strikeouts. Oh, hooray. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. Peacock, Ray, Freed, Davies, Archer. How about how many of these guys would you be starting, not necessarily this week, but just like in general? Peacock, and the relief pitcher eligibility helps with that. Uh, Robbie Ray would probably be second on the list, but uh, he probably wouldn't be a fixture in my lineup. I I think the other three, Freed, Davies, and Archer, they're borderline rosterable at this point. Yep. Yeah. All the guys we talked about earlier in the show, feel free to drop Max Freed, Zach Davies, or Chris Archer for them. Okay, let's go to. Not I wouldn't go quite to all. Oh, of them, all right. But... So who who not who? Yeah, who, yeah I, I, maybe not for well, Anibal Sanchez. Um, I, that's what I was I was talking about well, the group of of uh, Lazardo, Valdez, Pablo Lopez. Right there. Stop. Okay. What about? And I'm not sure. List. I'm not even sh- like I think I'd drop Davies for all of them. Yeah. But it would be a tough call between with Freed and Archer. Okay. Fair enough. So. Fringy starting pitchers part one. Andrew Heaney we like. He's at Toronto this week. Uh, Jimmy Nelson, 70% owned. Brutal start to his season. Any reason to, to continue owning Jimmy Nelson? I wish the velocity was higher. That's that's the most concerning part to me is that he's not throwing as hard as he did before the injury. And, and considering it was a shoulder injury, a, a tear in the shoulder, um, I, I think there's reason to wonder if he'll if he ever will. Uh, but I'm not, you know, if I've stashed him this long, I, I'm probably not dropping him. Uh, I'd be more likely to drop him than Breeder Archer, but I, I haven't dropped any of them yet. So I, I guess he's, I guess he's, it's a reasonable question to ask. Should you drop him or not? It just depends on what else is out there. I would drop uh, him if, for most of the guys we talked about earlier. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the thing. Like, in most of my leagues, I have somebody worse I can drop. For a Framber Valdez or a Pablo Lopez or a Jesus Luzardo, those are probably the big three for me. In most leagues, I could probably come up with a bench hitter or something to drop instead. I'd rather, I'd rather cast a wide net at starting pitcher in the hope that something pays off in the long run. But uh, yeah. uh, if if that was genuinely my worst player, Jimmy Nelson, I'd probably drop him. Okay, I think Nick Pavetta. You know, he gave up four runs on eight hits, three home runs at Atlanta. Look, Atlanta's a brutal matchup right now. And he had only given up two runs through six innings. They brought him out for the seventh, and he gave up two more. So it was a pretty good start. Pavetta's got a 270 ERA since being recalled with four walks, 27 strikeouts, and 26 and two-thirds. So I think if anybody's freaking out about Pavetta because of this last start, you might want to take advantage of that. Marco Gonzalez, you know, whatever. Uh, Steven Matz, I, I, he's fine. I don't. I guess I don't get it. But at Atlanta this week, I, I don't know. I'm not sure I'm starting Steven Matz at Atlanta this week. No, no. He's pretty boring. Matchups play at best. Is Griffin Canning deserving of a 79% ownership? I think so. I think Uh, if Eduardo Rodriguez is over 80, then sure. He's had, like, one area where Canning seems to be vulnerable is home runs. He's given up nine and nine starts, which isn't great. But if he qualified, 
If he had the innings to qualify, he'd be top five in swinging strike rate behind Snell, Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, and Justin Verlander. Okay. And uh, Sonny, yeah, it's good. <laughs> Sonny Gray, Martin Perez, Dakota Hudson. Uh, what do you think about these guys? Gray, Perez, I'm, Hudson. Yeah, go ahead. I really think Sonny Gray is sig- significantly underowned. At seventy one percent, just it's. it's I think he should be strange. owned more than Eduardo Rodriguez. He should be owned more than Mike Fultonevich. He should be owned more than Jimmy Nelson. I, I, uh, well, he has owned more than Jimmy Nelson, I guess now. But yeah, I think he should be closer to ninety percent owned. He's been pretty good. Okay, so Gray just never pitches six innings, and his ERA and his batting average against third time through the order are abysmal. Opponents hitting three fifty against him. 964 ERA mm. entering Sunday's start, third time through the order. That Those numbers entering Sunday. So it's weird. It's like things look good. You look at his numbers, he probably should be more than 71% on, but then you just look at the yeah. game log, and it's not that good. Yeah, still he... he right, there's a reason he's 3-5. The and five. It's That's... I mean, I, I know I stress innings a lot and how deep pitchers pitch into games, but like... As much as we don't focus on wins historically because they're not especially predictive and it matters more how good a pitcher is, they are. that's the most rewarding stat a pitcher can get in fantasy is a win. And if you're never going six innings, you're, you're just not going to win many games. All right, we got to get out of here, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. It's good to have Scott White back. It's going to be great to have Mike Clevenger back tonight. We're going to talk about that and everything else you need to know on Fantasy Baseball Today tomorrow.